She's classy. She's sassy. She's a little smart assy. Ladies and gents, the priestess of swearing spirituality. The badass whisperer herself, Kelly McLean. Hey, welcome to Bitch Splaining, my weekly podcast about astrology. Um, I'm Kelly McLean, and if you're new here, I write weekly horoscopes called Bitch Scopes, and then I do this podcast where I tell you about them. Um, you can also read them over at Kelly McLean blogspot.com or over at one to listen.com where you can also find me and get your very own astrology or draw or whatever kind of reading you would like. I do a lot of relationship stuff. Um, yeah, hit me up because I like working with people. Today is Monday, January 30th. I'm in a really strange mood. I feel like I'm recording in a weird way and I'm I don't know what's happening. Um, it's kind of weird energy today. Um, and it's it's me. It's not astrological. <laughs> but anyway, I took last week off, and um, it was my birthday, and I'm now 50, and I'm even more fabulous than I was before. So watch out. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm back, and here we are. We're going to do some fucking astrology. So um, uh, we start off. Today, I call it a no pants day, which is no major transits. But that's not entirely true because in everybody's personal chart, you're going to have transits that are very personal and unique to you. So I call it a no pants day just because I hate pants. But you know what, bitches, you wear pants or don't wear pants, whatever floats your boat, girl or guy, babe. Um, <laughs> so I noticed some interesting stuff in the transits this week. There are several transits at 11 degrees and 29 degrees. If you're a numerology nerd, you can make of that what you wish. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of it, but it really caught my attention. Um, in astrology, the 29th degree is called the anoretic degree. It's an indication of urgency and restlessness. Um, it's the last degree in any sign. So it's sort of this feeling of being finished and ready to move on. So when you see 29 degrees in a natal chart, it's interesting. And as it pertains to the person's personality and the way they operate in the world, um, if it's in their natal chart, that's sort of a part of them. If it's in a transit, then it's, um, you know, a an, an event that's happening. Um, but when I see it in the transits, I take note. When one of the slower planets, like the outer planets, hits 29 degrees, they will often sit there for days or weeks and kind of have this slow burn that can definitely make you feel some kind of way. Even though they're the outer planets, they do still um, affect us, uh, less so than the personal planets. It's 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 just a little more, I don't know if I want to use the word subtle. It's harder to put your finger on it when the outer planets are influencing us individually. Anyway, Pluto 
has been dancing around the 29th degree for several months, like coming up close and then retrograding and then teasing around this 29th degree. I want you to pay attention what happens in the world, in the United States particularly, because we're having a Pluto return. Watch what happens between February 11th and March 23rd, because that's when Pluto will be in 29 degrees of Capricorn. And then um, on March 23rd, he pops into Aquarius, finally. <laughs> When Mars did this in 2021, he danced around that 29th degree for a long time, retrograded, danced around it again. When he finally popped into zero degrees of the next sign, the insurrection happened, the storming of the Capitol. Mars being that sort of um, motivation, drive, fire, anger, um, all of those things, sort of like, when I wrote about it in Bitch Scopes, I, I called it like, not quite being able to climax and that frustrated feeling. Um, so like multiply that by, you know, all the people, because <laughs> we all would feel that. Um, so uh, Pluto being the planet of transformation, which can be painful and ugly, a lot like the United States right now. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, something big and interesting is going to happen either during that time when he's at 29 degrees or right after he pops into Aquarius at zero degrees, uh, which is also my son degree, zero degrees Aquarius. Hmm. <laughs> Watch what happens to me. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, so back to this week, there are several transits Tuesday at 11 degrees and 29 degrees. And again, on Saturday, there's a few more 11 degree transits. There's no specific meaning for 11 degrees, astrologically speaking, unless you want to look at the um, Sabian symbols, which sometimes I play with and sometimes I don't. But 11 is a master number in numerology. It's the number of manifesting and making things happen. Aquarius is the 11th sign of the zodiac, and it is about dreams and goals and humanity and the future. So I don't know. Make of that what you will. It's something to think about. Hopefully my sound is okay. I'm using my ear pods instead of my regular headphones because my phone needed to charge. I think the sound quality might be fine, might be better, um, but it feels weird to me to know that I'm recording and I'm, I'm untethered. Woo! <laughs> um, Sunday, we have this, no, not Sunday. What day? I didn't write the day. The Sun Quincunx Palace um, let me look at what day this is since I did not write this down properly. Sun Quincunx Palace happens on Tuesday. Okay, so we're at Tuesday. I'm, I'm kind of going through the week and finding the errors in my writing. So Tuesday, the Sun Quincunx Palace, it's kind of about being a reluctant leader or feeling like reaching your vision is particularly challenging. Um, the Sun Square Chiron happens on Wednesday. Man, I, didn't, I did not include the right details. Uh, the Sun Square Chiron on Wednesday is about insecurity related to our wounds, maybe trying to bypass our wounds to achieve things rather than going through them and doing the hard healing. Then we have Venus making some 29 degree transits to both Lilith and Chaos, which is fucking interesting. Um, that is some straight up rebellion, anger, passion, boundary pushing, Lilith and Chaos plus Venus at 29 degrees, mm, you will not back down. And you should also be aware that this kind of stubbornness can be detrimental at times. You're also at 
peak potential for breakthrough. Chaos is like this raw potential. It's it's a fucking mess. It's chaos. It's the universe before the planets formed and the atmosphere. For, it's just but infinite um, potential. Um, and also where you feel the weakest is where you are actually the strongest. That is that is chaos, the, not chaos, the idea, chaos, the asteroid. <laughs> That's what I'm referring to. Um, chaos represents that raw potential, that strength through your weakness, your greatest challenge and your ability to overcome it, pulling deep down to overcome a challenge. Um, so with all of that stuff going on, I would really suggest some manifesting exercises on that day to push through all that powerful energy. And what day is that, Kelly, since you didn't write down the days? <laughs> that is Sunday, the same day as the full moon. So you can kind of combine your rituals together. So let me get, so Tuesday we have um, Juno sextile Charclo, which I didn't talk about. Sun quincunx palace at 11 degrees. Venus opposite Lilith at 29 degrees. The sun square Chiron at 11 degrees. Venus quincunx chaos at 29 degrees. That's all on Tuesday. That's fucking crazy. Then Wednesday, we have the sun sextile Chiron. Uh, Thursday, we have Venus sextile the North Node. Um, that's definitely a magnetic, get you on your path kind of vibe. Friday... Uh, we have the sun square in Uranus, and that is kind of a big influential transit for this week, and it will influence the full moon that we have on Sunday. Saturday, we have just a whole bunch of 11 degrees. We have Pallas squaring Juno at 11, Venus trying Pallas at 11, Mars sextile Juno at 11, and Venus square Mars at 11. So, I mean, it's probably easier for some of you to look at these um, and you can, you know, research what those transits mean. Um, Pallas is the goddess of wisdom. She's really good at strategizing and coming up with a plan. Juno is the goddess of marriage and partnerships. Venus, of course, rules money and romance and relationships and things that we value and also how we feel valued. Mars, of course, is our drives, um, all of them you know, hunger, sex, power. Um, it's our motivation. It's our anger. And you. so we've got this mashup of all of those energies together on Saturday. It's uh, probably a big deal for relationships. Sunday, we have Vesta Square Chaos at 29 degrees and then the full moon. And then uh, next Monday, I'll talk about next Monday. Um, okay, so back to my notes. Uh, where was I? Okay, Lilith and Chaos, Rebellion. Um, yeah, do some manifesting exercises um, this week because there's some just good stuff. Okay, so then Saturday, like I said, we have Venus, Pallas, Mars, and Juno all dancing around each other at 11 degrees. It's great relationship manifesting energy. If you're doing work on attracting a partner or anything regarding personal relationships, it's a good day to do it. And then... Um, the Sun Square Uranus is a that's Friday. Pretty classic expect the unexpected kind of energy. So be flexible, stay light on your feet, metaphorically speaking. Um, measure the cost of any potential rebellion you start. Uh, yeah, 
But the big deal this week is Leo, a Leo full moon. And it is bold as fuck. And it's about leading from the heart. So like I said, Uranus influences this moon. So changes can be sudden. Um, Full moons usually illuminate things that we did not see before. So when you add Uranus to it, it can spark forward movement very quickly. Um, Unexpected is a very Uranus thing. But Leo wants us to claim more joy in our lives, to feel pride in who we are and where we are. Lift your chin up, sit up straight, stand up straight, look in the mirror and go, damn, I'm fucking beautiful. Holy shit, I'm fucking amazing. I mean, you can leave out the F-bomb if it's not your thing, but it feels really good. (laughs) Um, So obviously full moons are great for releasing things. Consider releasing things like the ways you keep yourself small or deny yourself joy. You would be shocked at all the ways that we try to talk ourselves out of having joy in life. All the reasons we convince ourselves that we don't deserve it, we haven't worked hard enough, we're not a good enough person, we just are not that kind of person that has joy. Like, it's just ridiculous. Don't do that shit. So um, the individual horoscopes are obviously going to focus on where the full moon hits your chart, how you can utilize it to step into your future and more of your authentic self. So here we go with the individual signs. Aries. Naturally, Leo falls in your fifth house where he's right at home, being the center of attention and romancing the passersby. With the full moon here, and influenced by Uranus, you might become aware of something good that you're missing or get hit with a case of FOMO. If you have been keeping your true desires locked up, they might pop out now. You might get unexpected news um, or unexpected feelings from a child or romantic partner. Uh, You might have an unexpected romantic experience or complete some creative project you've been working on. This is definitely a call to action for you to embrace more joy. Taurus. This full moon shines a light on your fourth house of home and family. Not going to lie, there could be some drama with a family member on this full moon. I need to blow out a candle. Please hold. (laughs) Too many candles going in. Some things are happening here. Okay. Yeah. So there could be a little bit of drama, Taurus, with a family member with this moon. Um, Also, a move or a home change might feel completed during this time, but the need for security and the the needs of the family might be more of a focus. It's a good time to release any family ties that are unhealthy or broken, to surrender any unhealthy family patterns for healing, let go of feelings of guilt around being happy. And I think that could hit deep for not just Taurus, but a lot of people. You'd be shocked, like I said, at how much we convince ourselves we don't deserve joy. Um, And then we project it onto other people. Well, who is she to be so fucking happy? Yeah, so don't do that. Um, You also might get a wild hair to paint your room. So whatever the urge is, Taurus, just go with it. Gemini, this moon hits your third house of communication, which you rule. With a Leo moon, this could be dramatic. Secrets can come out. Gossip can be rampant. News can be jarring, especially with Uranus in the mix. There could be some neighborhood tea or gossip some change in your local environment. A sibling can surprise you with some kind of news. Don't overlook social media and the internet as a potential major source of drama. And it might be a good idea to change your important passwords during this time. Because you might find out that your password has been included in a, whatever they, I can't think of the word, where they hack in. 
a breach, a security breach. Yeah, so change your passwords. Cancer. This moon shines a light into your bank account and your budget. You might be intentionally assessing your budget at this time of year anyway, like a lot of us are. You might also go ahead with the purchase you've been planning or saving for. You might complete a payment plan, pay off some debt. It's a good focus for releasing um, any guilt you feel about money, maybe an intention to release um, debt or family patterns around debt. If you have any extra money, Leo would love for you to do something fun with it. Cancer, it's okay. doesn't always have to be practical. Leo, happy full moon to you, meow meow. Obviously, this full moon lights up your first house and puts you in the spotlight where you're perfectly happy to be. You can have sudden insights about yourself during this time, and your path may suddenly feel more clear, more illuminated. Because Uranus is involved, it's hard to predict anything other than it will probably be unexpected. You can start to see progress on goals you're working on. Um, for you, a great releasing ceremony would be a small fire uh, where you can release anything that you feel is holding you back. Mostly that's going to be yourself, shit that you do that gets in your own way. So what habits and beliefs do you have that keep you small? Let that shit go. Virgo. This full moon hits your 12th house, which is a pretty shadowy house most or all of the time, I would say. <laughs> Secrets can definitely come out with this placement. Dreams can be very informative and vivid at this time too. It's a great time for therapy because the 12th house rules not just psychology, but memories and the unconscious mind, as well as karmic patterns. Um, doesn't have to be traditional therapy, by the way. Fears you have worked on or pushed down might pop up and go, hey, we're still here. Um, if you do any kind of releasing ceremony, it would be good to release family patterns, karmic debt, family trauma, as well as ways that you isolate yourself um, from others or isolate your true self from others. So yeah, super light and fluffy piece of cake, babe. <laughs> Sorry about your luck this round. The 12th house and a full moon is, is a little heavy there, so... Be gentle with yourself because some memories are probably going to come up. And Anyway, Libra. This full moon lights up your 11th house, which could bring you all kinds of good stuff. The realization of goals, the fruition of your hard work, the audience you've been needing. New opportunities can show up as a result of this moon, so pay attention to the next couple of weeks. There could be some drama among your friend groups or your associates. Uh, there may be some shifts or falling out of friendships in that way. Um, truths will come out. So if a friend is being shady, you're likely to find out about it now. I will say too, the 11th house rules, hopes and dreams, friends, associations, and also um, institutions like, I wanted to say banks, but I feel like it's more like maybe banks, schools. Um, I can't think of another institution. It's not the government that's in a different house. But anyway, Companies, I think, would fall under the 11th house. So if your company is being shady, the people you work for, you could find out about it now. Um, I say that because that very thing is happening in our lives right here, over here in Bitchtopia. Anyway, Scorpio, um, the moon in your 10th house of career and public image might put you in the spotlight, make you popular, or acknowledge your work in some way. And on the flip side, a job or connection could end. It would be unexpected and the end of a job is not going to happen to every Scorpio. If it does, though, I know it's hard, but try to bear in mind that it's 
something better is coming. We don't always understand why things happen and why they suck, but these adjustments can sometimes be difficult. Um, like I said, that's not going to happen to most people, but it is a possibility with this full moon in the 10th house. You may also have your own realization about your career path and set out to make the changes yourself, which is ideal. Sagittarius, this full moon lands in your hometown, ninth house, which you rule, of experiences and adventures. This lunation can be really good for you in terms of helping you find your next step forward um, because you can be a bit waffly about committing to things. What? You? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so you might suddenly find some insight about a goal or a belief that you hold um, and realize that it's dumb. This moon can help you get into alignment with your long-term goals and give you the inspiration you need to move toward them. So basically what we're saying is clarity. Capricorn. This moon shines a light into your eighth house, closet of other people's stuff and things you might be trying to avoid. Debt and taxes are ruled by the eighth house. Uh, so you might suddenly find the motivation to get those things handled, or you might get your cage rattled from the bank. On the psychological side of things, because eighth house is very psychological, you might be assessing the give and take of a current partnership, some aspect of your intimate life, maybe, because that's also an eighth house thing. Sex. Um, I feel like it's more intimacy than sex. Sex is more of a fifth house thing, in my opinion, like romantic sex. Anyway, other people's secrets that affect us can come out around this time. Um, projects you have with other people can be completed or gain momentum now. And finally, this is a Leo full moon and the Leo fifth house rules offspring. The eighth house rules intimacy and sex. So if you're not trying to be pregnant, just be real careful. If you are trying to be pregnant, then good luck to you. Aquarius, this moon lands in your seventh house of partnerships. Leo is pretty romantic, so depending on your personal chart, things can be taken to the next level in a love relationship. Leo rules creativity as well, so business partnerships that lean to the creative side of things can get a big boost. You might be assessing your contractual agreements, both business and personal, around this time. And full moons tend to bring truth out into the open. So if something has been hidden from you, it's likely to be caught out now and you'll have what you need to move forward. Pisces. This moon hits your sixth house of health and routine. Leo is very creative, so you may need to add some fun, joy, or play into your routine. That could be something simple like a hype song that you listen, on, listen to on the way to work, or it could be working more on your writing or your painting skills or whatever your art or creative outlet is. If you work in entertainment, theater, TV, uh, something like that, this moon is going to be really good for you. Um, opportunities can show up and you could really get a boost in those very Leo activities. You might also become aware of a health issue, like a new one. Um, make sure you act on whatever information you receive. And that, my friends, is Bitch Scopes for the week. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me. Um, email me at, I don't know, I have so many email addresses and I'm trying to like make them all go together and it doesn't work. But email me at heybitches at bitchstory.net. 
Um, Bitchstory is, of course, my other podcast, but I, I kind of like funneling all the podcast emails into that. So heybitches at bitchstory.net. If you have questions about astrology, if there's something that you'd like me to cover, um, if you'd like me to talk more about this anoretic degree thing that I'm always kind of hung up on because it's so interesting to me, um, or if there's just something that you can't figure out about your chart, um, if you want to figure out how to get a reading with me, I can tell you how to do that. So drop me a line. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend. Please do a positive review. Um, and um, yeah, I really need to get the listenership up so I can grow this a bit. So have a good week. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think Uranus is really um, active this week. I think more so than what just like just looking at it. We're like, oh, okay, Uranus. Okay. I think it's. I feel I feel the Uranian energy very much this week. So I feel like that's going to be the overarching influence. Um, so anyway, have a good week. I hope uh, Uranus brings you beautiful surprises. And uh, I will see you next week. Bye.